Welcome to BGD Liming Live, where we bring you the Indo-Caribbean perspective around identity and culture. With over 12,000 supporters digitally worldwide and tons of online content, we are bringing it to life and having real, authentic conversations that are long overdue. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's your girl Ashley of the Brown Gale Diary and I'm here with my co-hosts Tiara and Stephanie. Did you guys want to say hello to everybody? Hey guys. Hi everyone. So we are here this week because it's love season and we want to talk about relationships. We want to talk about healthy relationships, navigating these relationships, unhealthy relationships, how we got through these experiences and, and what it was like for us. Okay, so let's get right into it. I want to ask the question, how did you view relationships growing up versus now based on what you know? I'll start off. So for me growing up, the way I I viewed relationships was honestly, it was a very like Disney format because I grew up loving Disney, watching Disney, and I really wanted that. I wanted like the fairy tale with the happy ending, and that's really what... I thought like I would be able to achieve which is not to say that you can't achieve you know your happy ending and whatnot of how it looks like but I had a very like romanticized and you know fairy tale version of what relationships and love and you know people would just sweep you off your feet oh, and it yes, would be Prince really nice. charming exactly <laughs> Prince Charming um and then unfortunately it didn't really work out that way when I got into my first relationship so that was like a disappointment <laughs> but that I think because that like guided me so much and that was really what I was hoping for um yeah it kind of throws you off in the real world because <laughs> it's it's not again it's not that you can't find that but it's uh it's not something that's easy to find you know what's funny like when you ask that question I like drew blank because I don't know what I thought of as relationships like I don't even know if well you know what when I when I had like my first real boyfriend, it was grade ten actually, which is like for me it was kind of embarrassing. But that's when I really started to explore. Like before that, I never really cared. I was never really into it. But I also was like very insecure and like very overweight. So grade ten, I like lost like forty pounds. And then, but to be honest, like that's no, but for real, like I lost so much weight and I was really like I was feeling myself at that time. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, th- people probably felt that energy. So I started dating this guy. And I don't know what my expectations were. And I feel like for me, that was a big part of probably why like all my relationships failed for a long time because I didn't know what to expect. Like I had no expectations. So anything that I got because I was so insecure prior to, I actually just kind of took it. Now like, it's actually kind of sad and I'm having like a real <laughs> it is. It is. Now. It's very relatable. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't I didn't have anything to base it off of. I was kind of like, okay, this guy likes me, like He's cute. Like, maybe that's what And that's was. all there is, right? I was he's like, he's cute. cute. Well, there, well, and he's nice. When so, you're a I teenager, mean, what else do you really... Exactly. Well, about, yeah, that was right? like 14. And then in... Yeah, well, I'll get into that later. But I think for me, when it comes to my perspective on what a relationship should have been, I had no expectations. So it, it actually led me to more negative experiences because I didn't... I didn't have any criteria of what I actually needed and needless to say like that wasn't because of like my parents or the people that I was around uh, there actually a lot of the people that I was around had really healthy relationships and I just don't ever think I've ever assessed that because when I did start stepping into relationships it was just something that just kind of appeared after I lost a lot of weight and I started to feel confident before that I was like I'm insecure I don't want to date anybody nobody's gonna like me so I never yeah i never did but i think okay one thing i want to add to that because you just you mentioned like your parents and i think so my parents have been together since they were teenagers they met when they were 17 and 18 and they've been together and you know married ever since but that was a huge thing that kind of also dictated what i thought about like my long term i really thought like i wanted to meet somebody at 17 or 16 or something and be together forever that was really all i wanted because i'm like my parents did it yeah and I, true. you know, I, I like the way they turned out. Like, I don't, I, you know, I, I didn't grow up with any sort of, like, unhealthy relationship between my parents. So it just seemed so, like, nice and cute to me. Like, how cute is that? You meet at a young age and you just, you fell
fell in love and you stayed together forever. That sounded great. Um, so that was also something that one expectation I kind of did have going into my first relationship in high school is I was like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna be together with this person well, for like the rest of my tale, life. Like that, yeah. And yeah, it went back to the fairy tale thing, right? Where you just meet somebody, fall in love with them, and that's it. You're together. There's no ever problems after. ever. Never. It's perfect forever. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Wow. <laughs> well, that shocked us all. What about you, Stephanie? I feel like when I was growing up, I think I didn't have um, negative views of the relationships in my family, for example. I mean, like, you're a kid, you're not really paying attention. Think everything is, you know, hunky-dory, everything's great. I think as I grew up, I started to notice quite a bit of unhealthy dynamics within lots of people within my family but there were also relationships that were healthy I really didn't start dating until I was 18 so I started what I think is later than most people through high school I didn't date anyone I had of course I had like you didn't silly, miss out on anything right <laughs> now I now I realize that but back then it was the end of the world like oh my god I don't have a boyfriend I'm ugly yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's true, that's really how you feel though. Exactly. You're not validated and that's where we look for validation. Exactly. And because of that, like I didn't date through high school. I didn't have much experience. I wasn't really thinking about, um, you know, having a boyfriend after a certain point. And I turned 18 and I met someone and I was with that person for four years. But because I didn't really have any expectations or I didn't I just didn't have a great outlook on life yet I was just learning because I'm young and I'm stupid right so that person just treated me any which way and it it was not good if anyone remembers I wrote a blog post for the brown girl diaries about it and that was an important part of my healing process because that person was not good to me and I I unfortunately it's it's not a unique story it's a story that that so many women indo-caribbean women especially can relate to there's a lot of unhealthiness in the relationships that um we perpetuate through through family through media i think that's why we don't have expectations to begin with yeah there's like nobody's putting out good expectations yeah it's true and i think like that's the reason that we even wanted to have this conversation today i think like one of the sad but honest and real things that kind of brought us together like collectively as obviously like team members on brown girl diary but also as friends is just that we had that un- unhealthy relationship experience where we were able to talk about it and i i think like you know like let's not be shy about it like today we knew that we wanted to come together and have this conversation about our experience and sometimes we just need to know and and you're right like paving that way of having something healthy and unhealthy or just being able to have the conversation about relationships and just knowing that other women are going through the same things and I think it's it's really an important piece so tell me about your experience and be honest be real be raw and like I said that's what brought us here today that's why we wanted to have this conversation so somebody take the floor who's gonna be the brave ones I feel all nervous now like my (laughs) palms are getting sweaty (laughs) but but like no like you know the thing is like we're right like you're right that we don't have any expectations because we haven't seen anything we haven't built anything all of our expectations are disney and i mean that's so critical (laughs) those are our expectations because there's so many things that you know could be wrong with that in terms of like carpet ride representation representation but isn't it crazy that when you think about disney like that's the first one that comes to mind is like aladdin aladdin it was aladdin tarzan was one of my favorite movie so the fact that You're i didn't like, travel yeah. to a jungle and meet a man in a loincloth was disappointing <laughs> it was disappointing as hell like it, it's it's crazy it's crazy when we think about our outlets and really like i mean just to say how the indo-caribbean community is changing and the type of representation that we need for relationships so like i said like let's get into it somebody go <laughs> okay okay i'll start it off So, like I said, I met this guy. I actually met him when I was 16, um, and I was going to the gym. Uh, I was on, like, a teen program. I just went during the summers. I met him there. Didn't really think much of it. Um, He was an instructor at the time. So I took his class, went home, no big deal. What was the age? You want to say that? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. He was, oh, my God, he's five years older than I am. 
So, so he was like 21. Yeah, he was 21. And honestly, we didn't even speak at that time. It was just like that was the first time that I met him. Mm, okay. There was really no interaction. Yeah. Um, so then time went by. Um, my 18th birthday comes around and I decided, okay, I'm going to sign up for the gym again. I had a great time. Um, specifically because I really loved his class. So I went back and... Um, we started, we started talking. Eventually, that led to a relationship. And the first year, fantastic. Couldn't have been better. Treated me so well. And it was little things from the beginning. I loved his class, like I said. And I, I thought to myself, oh my god, you're so inspiring. You're such a great dancer. I want to be like you. And this was like the first <laughs> red flag for me where he said, well, I don't think you can do it. And I was like... You don't think I can do it? And what I really kind of dance was he doing? It was like Latin. It's what I do oh. now. It's what I do now, right? Yeah. So um, he's like, I don't think you could do it. I don't think you have the energy to hold the room. And I was, I took it to heart, oh right? Oh my gosh, that's rude. It's, it is rude. It is rude. I took it to heart. And I'm like, I'm 18 at the time. So I'm thinking, okay, well, he knows what he's doing because he's been doing this for a few years now. So he must be right. Fast forward like a year later, we got into an argument and I like spitefully went to go book my training and I was like, I'll show you. <laughs> oh, that's that's motivating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, after that point, it just, I don't know, it just progressively got worse and worse. <laughs> after a certain point, it was things like hiding text messages, acting a little bit shady. Whenever I really needed him, he wasn't there. He had just disappeared for, for nights and nights and nights. He would tell me things like, oh my God, his favorite thing in the world was Reddit, right? And I love Reddit now Red too. Flag. <laughs> <laughs> Red flag. Red <laughs> flag. So his favorite thing in the world is Reddit. And you know what? I, I use Reddit frequently now. But he would use it to go okay, into... Okay, sorry. It's like really bad. Like I know like sometimes when you search things on Google, give you Reddit, but I've never actively like i don't know okay it's just, it's reddit is great for the internet uh, it's great for communities you ever want to find free parking in toronto there's a reddit for that yeah well, like it's just like okay. it's like a discussion board, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. they're like okay. forums but because it's like this this on um it, it's not a, a trolled forum where where like there's admins and stuff favorite thing it's favorite thing <laughs> <laughs> love reddit. i loved it so um he was part of this forum, which, you know, some people might know, called, like, the Red Pill. And, yeah, yeah, I see TR space right now. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. But it's so. generally, like, on the Manly Man forum, like, masculinity, oh all things Alpha masculinity. Male. Alpha that's, male, yes. That's cringy. Yes, oh my god, that was his favorite term, alpha male, I'm an alpha male. If you have red flag, say that you're an alpha male. Red flag. Probably not, but, <laughs> red flag. But, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, he would, like, pull these charts and stats from there and send them to me and say, oh, well, after your first relationship fails, you know, your, your um, divorce rate goes up, you're in like the 50%, 60, like crazy shit. So it, it, and he did this for years. So I put it in my head where I was like, oh my God, if I leave, there's nothing else. It's all yeah. downhill from here, even though this sucks. Everything else out there is even suckier, you know? Yep. Horrible, horrible stuff. And I'll go so far as, like, I'm not going to get too into it, but he absolutely was, like, an abusive partner in lots of things. It was mental manipulation constantly. And he actually reminded me of someone that was close to me in my life uh, at the time who was also the same. And I didn't realize it until years later where I was like, oh, my God, he's just like this person that I already have tons of issues with that I already can't get along with that may that drains my life force you know what I mean mm -hmm. so eventually that relationship ended however it did take five breakups for it to happen and wow. I yeah. never kept track oh my god I, I, never, I couldn't keep track <laughs> So kudos to you. Well, I actually read a study a while ago uh, that said it takes uh, a woman in an abusive relationship an average of seven times to actually officially leave the relationship. So I got out after five and it was like clockwork. He would, we'd break up. He would come back three days later, every time, three days later with some old excuse about how we need to be together, blah, 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 blah. 
the last time is the one that was notable because I just, I just lost it. I was like, I have nothing left in me that wants to be here. You have exhausted all of my time and effort. So he came back again, like clockwork, three days later. And <laughs> he said, you know, like, I, I really want to talk to you, whatever, whatever. He called me and it sounded like he was outside. There was a lot of like wind or background noise, whatever. So I said, I can't really hear you. He said, okay, I'm going to call you back later when it's quieter. So I was like, okay, whatever. I sent him a text afterwards after that call ended. And I said, if you don't call me back by 6 p.m. today, I'm out for the evening. I'm out for the weekend. All right. And, you know, he obviously didn't call back <laughs> by 6. So I went out that evening with my best friend. I went and got my eyebrows done. I woke up the next morning and I'm like, you know what? I'm at peace. I feel at peace. So I sent him a text message and I said, I can't keep giving you opportunities to be a man that you just aren't. And then I blocked him because I don't care what you have to say. Love it. I said what I needed to say. Love it. <laughs> Love it. I said what I needed to say and he took that to heart. He like, cause again, he's a very like, I'm a macho man, masculine type mm, of person. But that also means that his ego is so fragile. Exactly. So that killed yeah. him. He literally, I'm not even kidding, hopped on to his I blocked him on everything. He went onto his work page Instagram to contact my business page because I was baking at the time to tell me about myself, right? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Okay, he had dedication. He, and this is where it gets serious. He took it so far as I went to go teach my class that morning. He drove all the way to the other end of Brampton to go and harass my parents. He showed up to their doorstep with a bag full of stuff saying, you know, all types of bullshit, right? Just to harass them. Um, so that was, that took a lot of explaining to them and it was just problems, problems. After that point, I can speculate that he was following me around because for someone who hates Caravana, it's interesting how the first year that I play Mass, you're waiting for me right off of the stage, right? Found me in the wow. crowd with another woman under his arm. I found out later on that he had cheated on me. This woman came to me um, after I was actually getting on a plane back to Toronto. I went to New York for a little bit to ask me, oh my God, is he really like this? And to tell me that he had been cheating on me with her for for a whole year. Like, sis, why are you calling me? Ex because she was going through the same mental okay, anguish. Call your best friend. It, right? Right. <laughs> I don't know who gave her my contact information. And I will say she is very nice. I have no problems with her. Um, but yeah, she was going through the same mental anguish that I was. And she was so desperate to figure out what was going on. She spoke to me. And I no. told her the truth. I know, I know. It... Honestly, it was a very uncomfortable situation, but at the end of the day, I'm like, it's not about her, it's about him. And, you know, if I can save one person, so be it. <laughs> I did my job. I did not my good deeds. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, exactly. So that was my experience with him. Like, to this day, I... It, it makes me anxious sometimes. You know, I see a car that looks like his... Um, I still work at the same place, so, you know, is he here? Um, is he going to interfere with anything else in my life? Because it has happened consistently over the last, you know, oh my god, it's been three years now since that relationship, but it, it has happened consistently over that time. Has he ever done it, like, has he ever done it, like, any time recently? <laughs> Supposedly, he showed up to my job the other day where I wasn't working at the time, Nobody will tell me what was said. And you know what? It would be for the better. Exactly. Did they do that because they want to... Like, they I don't say, know. Oh. And I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask. <laughs> but I, I was told that he showed up to my job on a day that I was not there. And, and made some sort of fuss. Yeah. So, oh yeah, and it's been like three years. So it's one That's of those. Wild. Yeah. If I didn't have the support that I have now, it would still be making me very like anxious and worried and upset. But at the end of the day, I know who I am. I've moved on from that. And a large part of me moving on was one, writing that blog for you guys. Yay. But prior to that, because you know, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but prior to that, I, I did a pageant, the Miss West Indian Canadian pageant. And if you again read in that blog post, I went in with no intention of winning. I just knew that um, I wanted to get the message out about being in an abusive relationship in the Indo-Caribbean community. 
Um, I know it's something that, you know, people are going to look at me funny and talk about me and whatever. But honestly, I, I don't care. I don't care. The point of me going there was to get the message out. And I did just that. I had people come up to me afterwards and tell me about their stories and how much they appreciated someone speaking about it, which is why platforms like this, again, are important because nobody's going to speak about it. Nobody's going to. And if nobody does, then nobody else gets any help. You know what I mean? I Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Thank you for sharing that. That was very vulnerable. <laughs> Thank you. Girl, I'm taking up all the time. No, no, no. no. you're good. You're and good. I, and I, but like, you know, it's really important when you, like just sharing a story is a very big teaching moment where you, you realize stuff about yourself. Like even like as you explain your story, I think about my own story and I think about what my experiences was like. Um, and you, I know you said like this was your first real relationship. Yeah. Lasted a whole four years. So. And it's crazy. So for me... I had dated somebody for three years and it sucked. <laughs> Long story short. No, you know, it was really good. It was really good. The reason we broke up was because we were just growing apart. Like we were getting older and the relationship wasn't horrible. Like it definitely had some serious bumps. And when it did get really bad, we kind of started to depart. Um, but one thing I realized about myself and something that I feel like I'm growing out of now because of like, you know, my experiences and women I become was that I always needed somebody like and I'm sure a lot of us can just mm-hmm. relate to this idea yeah. that you just always need somebody so when I had broke up with this person that I dated for like three and a half years four years I don't know I don't remember how long it was but around that time I was like okay like I'm just bored now like I'm just lonely and I didn't take any time for myself because at the time I was like what 18 19 I must have just been turning 19 so I didn't I didn't have any time for myself. I was just like, okay, I'm bored. I want to get in another relationship. I did not realize how important that gap was when you're in a relationship to just breathe and just think about yourself. So I got into a relationship with this guy and he was Indo-Caribbean. And I want to say that he was Indo... Like, I want to say that Mm -hmm. because I think there were a lot of experiences that we had were like a replication of what we think an Indo-Caribbean relationship is. Or, you know, the Indo-Caribbean relationships that we see, that's Mm -hmm. what we expect it to look like. So he was actually like one of our friends from high school. And then we started to like we had rekindled. He was actually friends with like my ex when we were in high school. But then they didn't talk. <laughs> yeah, it was like really weird. They were like, So anyway, we ended up like I was working at Walmart at the time. And he just always used to come into Walmart. And I'm like, OK, next time he comes into Walmart, I'm going to ask him for his number. And he actually came into Walmart that day. I was like, what well, I didn't know about manifestation at the time. So I was like, wow, that's weird. But it must you. Yeah, I was like, oh, OK. So I'm like, oh, like, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, I asked him, I'm like, oh, what are you up to? And he's like, yeah, just text me. Like, here's my number. And he, like, wrote it on a piece of paper. And at this time, it was really cute. Like, we were really cute, right? Like, I thought our relationship was really great. And later on, maybe a couple months later, I started to realize, like, he was very controlling, but in a nice way. And he would be like, oh, like, why do you need to go to a party? Like, I don't think my girl should be at a party. And I'm like, Why? <laughs> like what? what does that mean yeah. like what do you mean your girl shouldn't be at a party and this is when our relationship really went downhill and this was like only three months in oh, wow. i went to a party and i didn't tell him and i guess he maybe had an idea and we were driving somewhere with my cousin and he put the phone under the seat and recorded my conversation with my cousin that's crazy <gasps> it gets crazier wow. so anyway okay. we got into a huge fight and Because I'm like, how did he know that? And then he told me. And at this time, like, I was extremely, I was very possessive. And, you know, I wasn't, I was just, I was very reactive. So I went to his house, obviously. And I was like, what are you talking about? We got into a massive fight. And this was probably the first incident that really set the foundation for our relationship. And it became very abusive. It was very, very bad. And it was ongoing, you know? And then it, long story short, it became normalized. He also was like involved in a lot of illegal activity and I think at the time like what I thought was like cool or what I thought was acceptable in a relationship actually wasn't you know mm-hmm. at that age I mean like some of us like we think that can it's so weird and uncomfortable to say but we think that control is like sexy oh yeah it's the we protector think possess- yeah right? like we think possessive that archetype yeah yeah like that yeah. that control and that possession is sexy and it's not like, when you become a real woman, you're like, that's not true. That's actually gross. Like, I feel sick thinking about it. Yeah. Because yeah. I actually enjoyed somebody telling me what to do. 
this is normal. Like, this is how it's supposed to be. Like, yeah, he's my man. Like, he should be blah, 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 whatever, you know? So, Taking on that quote-unquote manly role, exactly, right? Exactly, like, very, very <laughs> aggressive. And like I said, like, he was involved in a lot of, like, illegal activity. Like, he wasn't probably the best person that I should have been around it. And we just started... But you're young, right? Yeah, it was It was weird. And it was just, it was just honestly, like, a big disaster. The entire, we only dated for a year, and it was probably the darkest, scariest year of my life. It's actually one of those spaces that when I think about it, when I go back into it, I actually feel depressed because I mean like not so much, but I know that like it's a trigger for me when mm -hmm. I think about it because yeah. it was so bad. And it was, you know, like we spent a lot of time just with each other constantly. Mm -hmm. Anything we did, we were with each other. You know, I started doing really bad in school. We didn't give each other a chance to breathe. It was just bad. It was toxic. Like I there was times when I had bruises on my skin and I'm just like, okay, whatever. You know, like it is what it is. Wear a sweater. It, it, it was bad. Like now I yeah, can like think about it and almost nonchalant about yeah, it. Yeah, and, and like I now I can think about it and be like, ah ha ha, whatever. Because you know I understand. But at the time, like it's actually pretty messed up. It is. Know? And <laughs> I think my last straw for me when we think about like our growth and like you said, like Stephanie, you just woke up one day and you were kind of like, okay, this is it. I think everyone reaches their breaking point at it, some point. It could be a year. It could be 10. You just, you just wake up one day and you're like, this yeah. is it. So for me, I remember it was like December. It was exam season. Like I was getting ready for my exams. And like I said, he was involved in illegal activity a lot. So I had wrote about this on the Brown Girl Diary page too. Mm -hmm. um, it, I remember it. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like really, it was really scary. I never even read it back to myself because I didn't want to. And I'm like, oh my God, I just told everybody about this. Like, I was like, oh my God, what if he comes after me or something? Like after mm -hmm. I put out all our business, oh, you know? Yeah. But no, like obviously I don't even know where he, like he might be in jail. I don't even know where he is right now. No, really. Like I'm not even joking, but it's, it's exam season now where he's doing illegal stuff that I don't want to mention. And it got really, really bad where it was between me, him and somebody else. And we get in a car and he's like, don't even speak to this person or like it's going to be an issue between you and I. And obviously, like, I was so pissed that I couldn't hold my tongue in that car. And I lost my mind. I went crazy. I never, like, even thinking about the energy that I had at that time, that craziness that I had, like, I don't yeah. even know what was over me. Because it was such a dark time, you know? They make yeah. you unrecognizable. Exactly. Like, I felt like I left my body. Like, it was really a really... Did you get broken It down. was, like, a, just a gloomy period where things were just happening. And I was just yeah. like, whoa. Like, I'll get into it one day, you know? But... I don't know if this is the right time to just show you <laughs> all the details, but yeah, yeah, like it was really messed up. We ended up getting in a huge fight, you know, like we were throwing plates. He had a pit bull, so like we getting we're getting a huge fight. He had to lock up the pit bull because the I'm pretty sure the dog would have killed me. Oh my God. Yeah, it was really bad, and like we were just like throwing things. We were fighting. We got in a huge fight. I obviously couldn't do any of my exams. Like I had to opt out of all my exams. Luckily, I had really good profs, so they were. They were really good about it, but I just remember the day of get like I get to school the day after we get into a huge fight. I had no windshield washer fluid in my car. My cousin lent me her car. She's on vacation, and there was no windshield washer fluid in the car. So I'm on the 407 in Toronto <laughs> driving. There's no windshield washer fluid in the car. Like I'm crying. Like I can't seal the window. Like I'm pouring water out of the water bottle to wipe my window. And I get to school, and I'm in the hallway, and like I have a breakdown, like a like a, a huge emotional breakdown in the middle of York University, and. Really weirdly enough, I was like around the mental health therapist's office. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so a lady had seen me and she's like, okay, come in. And we ended up having like a really long talk about everything. And she was very helpful, very nice lady. She was a brown girl too, mm. <laughs> which is weird. It was like she was sent from the heavens. And um, it, it just got really bad. Later that week, it got really bad. I ended up in the hospital, not, not because of like his physical harm my own physical harm mm -hmm. and I was very very depressed for days like I my mom had to just you know she's like unplug like just put your phone away and I just slept for days and I just remember that was the first time I watched the law of attraction like that was my realization it was it's a good start to manifestation and mm -hmm. um all that stuff but that was really when I was like you know like I need to take charge of my own life and and move forward like I cannot be in this dark stage Especially the fact that, like, I was in the hospital and I put my own self there because of my pain. Mm -hmm. It was really, really scary, you know? And when I think, now that I'm a mother and I think back, like, if my child was going through that, like, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine my child going through that, you know what I mean? Or feeling that. So, it was really messed up, but needless to say, that was a really big realization for me. And I remember one day, I'm just like, this is enough. And I just stopped. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing. Like, we just knew it was done. Yeah. And we just stopped. 
And since that day, we've never spoke to each other. Never. Like, it was really weird. And, and yeah, that was it for me. Like, I just, I just had that realization. But, the, like, okay, regardless of the fact that I had that realization, like, it's really bad that it took me to that point to mm-hmm. have that realization. And I think it's really important for us to be able to voice these conversations so people know that things are not normal. Like, when I think yeah. back to it, if that was a movie, like, it would have been so messed up to watch that. It would have been really depressing, but... Yeah, I don't know. Like that—that that was that was my experience. What about you, Tiara? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to end my thought. Like, that was it. Like it was messed oh up, gosh. and I had a realization, and I just <clears throat> wish I had realized sooner. But yeah. I think that the universe like puts you in a position because they think that you can handle it, and then you're you're faced with these experiences, so you can mm-hmm. come and teach. Like a lot of women don't want to talk about it. A lot of women don't want to say their experience. But then that's so, why you settle into being in that position because yeah. you think it's normal because nobody's talking. Because no it. one's talking about it, right? And because it even feels weird now no matter how many times we have this conversation i mean nobody else is around us it's just the three of us sitting here Mm -hmm. having a conversation and it still feels weird like i don't know if anybody else feels it but it has this weird it's like a cloud it's like a cloud right now now. yeah like it's a weird cloud right now i don't know if anybody else feels it but i feel it because i feel like my energy totally changed when i was talking about it not Mm -hmm. to say that it affects me on a day-to-day but there's definitely times when i revisit it but when you open the can of worms you know what I mean? Even exactly. though you've probably you've probably healed at least to a certain extent from it. Yeah. When you reopen that can of worms and you can picture yourself in that position again or just the fact that you ever went through it, it's just... It's just like even talking about it openly. Yeah. Like when you talk about it and you <laughs> say it, you're almost like, this is weird. Like I don't even want to say it because it's so... It's not... It's it's It's, it's taboo. Weird. That's it's taboo. what it is. Exactly. It's taboo. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to say weird because it happens, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, okay. I've been like dreading <laughs> dreading it so much. I one thing I will say is like I think for me, I never really had a proper healing process other than the fact that like time went by and I guess I just kind of got over things to an extent. And that's 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 a big thing though. That's yeah, like a mm-hmm. different conversation on its own. But too. I never really spoke about anything that I experienced. But whatever, this is just a precursor. But I never really <laughs> spoke about it except to like my partner right now is really the only person who knows the entire raw story. <laughs> because I just felt like I, I knew pretty early on in our relationship that I was just gonna have to tell him because I just knew that mm-hmm. he was a person that you know whether we were in this forever or not or whatever our relationship is still one that I just like I felt like I had to just disclose it so he could understand your experiences me, just yeah. me a little better you know because at that time I mean I, I mean I, like I was fine for the most part but there was there's still there was triggers and there's still triggers now just nowhere near as bad as it used to be so my story is so I met somebody when I was in high school and I was really bored when I was in high school. Not like bored, like, I don't know how to describe it. It was just, I was so bored. My school was boring. I didn't really like the environment. <laughs> I didn't care for, honestly, I didn't care for the environment, the people, whatever. So I was bored. And the person I met was like, you know, they were new to the school and they were certainly not, they certainly weren't a match with the other people in the school. So I kind of, you know, we had a class together and I kind of took a liking to them because they were so, like, different than were a bad the boy. people. That's <laughs> you try to avoid saying. I don't know. I don't know how else. But I guess you could say something like that. But I kind of, I kind of took a liking to that side and whatever. So we started, it wasn't like it was a relationship. Honestly, I can't even, I, I don't even necessarily think i could say it was a relationship to begin with it was like four years of like a situationship we'll call it but you know we started hanging out and things were cool and i was enjoying it it was fun and you know we were just like smoking all the time and stuff like that was honestly where when i started smoking weed on that was how i got introduced to it really I mean, like, before that, but this is when I really started. But it was so, it just felt cool. Like, it wasn't, not to be like, oh, yeah, I'm smoking weed. This is so cool. I'm so cool. But it was just so different. It's like, yeah, than... we vibrate on a different energy. We, like, <laughs> smoke together. But, like, no, that's what you say when you're yeah. young. You're like, oh, no, yeah, we, true. like, get high together and we just chill. And we're also, yeah, yeah we're, just, we're just different. And we talk and he's so deep and, like, yeah. you know, he's oh, so, you know, so it's oh, so different God. and whatever. But it was, like, I was really, I was living outside of this very like 
I don't know, this very sheltered bubble that I had been in that was boring me to tears. So being with this person was exciting. And it was like, oh, cool. Like, I honestly, I never knew where we would end up. Like, on God, I never knew where my, when I was with them, I never knew where my day would end up. It was a mystery. And I would be, I would skip class all the time because they would just be like, hey, like, what are you saying? And I'm like, well, I have class. (laughs) They're like, well, let's go. And I'm just like, like, I'm not even, I used to leave sometimes at like, noon like i would go to like two classes and leave or like skip my last class or skip what i I don't know i used to skip a lot of classes and stuff like that because we would just disappear and they didn't care they didn't care at all at at all i cared i cared because my parents were getting calls that i was missing class (laughs) and i would have to lie and be no it was a mistake every day (laughs) every day it's like come on the teacher really should get fired because there's so many tr check cans that you know they could be mistaking me with somebody else but i used to lie no it was a mistake no the teacher probably just i was late for class and they probably marked me absent on the attempt whatever i used to just make all kinds of excuses my parents didn't believe it that much honestly they i really didn't get away with it don't get it twisted i didn't get away with it because they were just like what do you think we're dumb (laughs) but i was trying i was trying you know this is me at like 16 trying my best to like lie you know which which never goes well so you know as i think the first year year and a half was cool but after that things started to get kind of this started to get kind of dark basically and there were there were little warning signs in between honestly that i just let go like i just didn't i don't know i just kind of didn't play like any attention to there was rumor like our again being in a school where any little thing was excitement there was a rumor that this person had got someone pregnant there was rumors that they were having relations with other people and i think like one of the biggest things, all with, things with all those things is how does it impact us right like you know a lot of us are dealing with these things and we did like even you, Stephanie, when you were talking about your experience is similar to yours, TR, mm-hmm. where you're just like, you know, people were coming up to me and saying all these things to me, and we just bottle it up and we stay and we deal with these things. Or right? you pretend yeah. it's not happening, oh, right? Yeah. I, pretend I, pretend I pretended it wasn't happening, and I didn't even, I didn't even ask them. Like I, I didn't like, confront them. I didn't ask them. Oh wow, you have strength. I would not be able to do that. I don't. Well, the <laughs> thing is, I didn't want to know the answer, and then you know they ended up leaving my leaving my school, so the last year of high school we were still seeing each other but they weren't at my school anymore so whatever we used to just link up outside of school and it was a different story and be downtown and whatever and like it was still cool it was still exciting it was still something else so I was still okay with it but the thing is we would go like weeks without seeing each other I wouldn't hear from him for like a week or two and all of a sudden he'd pop back up with like a new number and I'd be like (laughs) who's this random number calling my phone but it would be this person and then you know I'd be like where have you been for the last and how three diminishing weeks. is that to your mental health because needless to say they're not messaging you but you're thinking about them yeah like yeah. My, but it doesn't matter to them so and that's confused. what hurts and that's what hurts and this is the thing we don't talk about is like how us as women like we sit there and we just like drown in it you know yeah. we're like where is this person why are they not calling you that i'm we gonna call us- them 150 times like yes. they didn't see we yeah. let them treat us as though we're insignificant and we're okay with that i think my the biggest problem too is i didn't have boundaries but Mm -hmm. then basically once it got into like the i don't know it was maybe two and a half three years then things started getting really it started getting like it got bad it got really bad and there were there was a a big situation where my safety and like i don't know what else to whatever but my safety my honestly my life potentially just could have been could have completely gone down the drain had I not had like had I not been able to kind of like be like know myself and pull myself out of the situation and I still kind of ended up in a very sticky situation but just through you know just little a one two little sneaky thing I managed to avoid any of the any of the situation getting any worse right and I just kind of had to you know little lies that got me out of it Mm -hmm. until eventually it it ended up in like a big blowout and they were extremely mad at me because you know it was my fault that this whole whatever fell apart and it wasn't gonna happen and it was 
you know, creating an issue for them because they had so-and-so issues going on and this was supposed to fix their issues. And yeah, and then it just ended up it with us not speaking for like six months. And then until one random day, <laughs> I get a call from a number I don't know. And sure enough, it's this person. But the thing is like, I had missed them so much. And when they called, I went back and then we were, you know, back in this whatever relationship for like another year before it just kind of fell off again so because draining. i can feel it in my body because mm-hmm. i know that feeling yeah where it's just so draining and, and unhealthy and we you're right like we don't recognize the science when we're in it mm-hmm. and it's because we never had anything to look at to realize like oh my gosh these are the signs what really got things crashing down so they did not have internet at their house Mm -hmm. so they used to borrow my phone to go on instagram and check their instagram and then they left it signed in conveniently one time so (laughs) i had got i didn't realize i had got home got out of the shower went to check my own instagram and realized when i opened it that these are are not the people these are are not the people that i know (laughs) and but it was all there before me and i made the executive decision at that point like am i going to do this or am i not going to do this and I did it. I went through everything. I spent like four hours and went through God, God forsaken everything on that Instagram page. And I was furious. I couldn't even sleep. It wasn't even like, I didn't know if I was sad or furious. It was kind of like I was both, but I was yeah. so, you know. It's anxious. You're it anxious. was so much. Yeah. And the thing is, is I kind of knew, but I never had any sort of concrete. Well, but see, now yeah. you do know. There. There's a power in not knowing. Yeah, you know? but it was True. all there in front yeah. of me. But yeah, I don't know. Just long story short, eventually it just it, it ended. It ended anyway because we we you know I caught somebody else with the good morning, my king, blah blah blah. I love you so much, and I'm just like, king, excuse oh. me, <laughs> um, what? And then I was just like, okay, didn't we just have a conversation about our situation? How was somebody else good morning king, first of all? Like, what in the hell? I, I was just, I was done. I was done. We ended up on a call while, like, we ended up on a call and they were just like, oh, uh, I don't know. And I was just like, what do you mean you don't know? Like, I, I, like, I don't even get it. They and never have an answer when they're caught. <laughs> no, there was no answer. And, or there was a very, it's like, it's a runaround. There was a runaround. Like, he was like, oh, I tried for you. No, you didn't. You didn't try See, And now it's your fault. You didn't you know? try anything. Like, there was nothing. And ultimately, what really makes the relationship so, like, it wasn't even about the whatever, like, cheating and things like that. It was the fact that there were multiple times where my boundaries were crossed, my safety was compromised, and... Yeah, it was just, there's, there was a lot of little incidents that, at, I don't know, I was just, I was young and I didn't really realize what was happening, but boundaries were crossed, things were not respected, you know, physical self was not respected, safety compromised multiple times, and then, yeah, afterwards, now, like, it's just, I don't know. I well, have no, never... let's, let's pivot to now. Let's pivot to the positive because everyone yeah. has loved the train wreck of our lives so far, right? <laughs> oh, my God. These are the people leading that girl. I know. Like, we need to oh. get it together. Get a therapist. <laughs> right? Indo-Korean therapist directory. It's coming coming soon. soon. Coming soon. We'll be the first to subscribe. So I know, right? We're making this for ourselves. No, but you're right. Like, what what is the point of all this, right? Like, why is it important for us to share these experiences? Because... One, like for me, one of the most important things is being able to open up about, when we're able to open up about our stories, we're actually able to identify ways that we can relate and mm-hmm. where, ways where we're just kind of like, oh, you felt that way? So did I. Like, that's a normal thing. Like, when you're talking about, you know, anger and like feeling frustration and not being able to sleep at night. Like, when we were young, we didn't think about those things. We just acted yeah. and reacted. That's yeah. all we did. Now, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're grown women. Like, we can yes. actually identify like, okay, I need to step back. I need to breathe. I need to meditate. Whatever we want to do before mm-hmm. we actually react, yeah. you know? But at that age, we don't even, when we're young, you know, 18, 19, 20, those are some of the, like the most pivotal years of our life. Mm-hmm. I, for me, it just felt like it was a lot of like acting, reacting, acting, reacting. It was yes. just a cycle and it was so unhealthy yeah. and I didn't realize what I was actually going through until I stepped out yes. and I revisit likewise, it now. Likewise. And like you you create a benchmark from that point. Once you've had that unfortunately negative experience, you now have a benchmark of things that you don't want. For me personally, 
when I met my current partner, he actually reminded me surface level quite a bit of my ex who was obviously horrible. So at first I didn't want to go out with him, but upon giving him a chance, I realized, you know, he's completely different. He's a good man. My last relationship definitely also plays a part in my current one. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that I do, certain things that I say that are are unwarranted. And I'm happy that he is there and he understands that my past impacts my present and he's, he's patient with me. Um, but things like, like trust. Trust is really hard for me to give. And he understands that and we've come up to a point where, you know, everything's good now. But at first was questioning like, okay, well, why are you going out on a walk? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? It's always a deeper reason. I know. Right? I just want to go. Exactly. And we even like start to identify why you need to separate your... And like, we're not relationship experts. I don't know. But you know, (laughs) like it's important of us as women, especially as Indo-Caribbean women, to just like have that identity. I think that when we think about all of our relationships and we might say oh we had nothing to base this off of but we did and we just didn't realize it we did it subconsciously Mm -hmm. and we we let things happen we let things go because like obviously we know culturally within indo-caribbean culture that there's expectations of us as women and we don't and we try to fit into that box as Mm -hmm. always you know when it relates back to our identity but um totally just lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But yeah, no, like just us as Indo-Caribbean women, I think we realize that we we feel like we need to fit into that box. Mm-hmm. And we really we really struggled when we have to like now learn to separate our relationships from ourselves and like grow. And I like we see a big change in the women that exist in our community too, right? Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to relationships. Did anybody else want to add before we wrap up? Uh, anything else to say? How about, what's a positive? What is a positive that you've taken from the experience? How did you overcome and rebuild in either your current relationship or whatever? How did you rebuild? How'd you overcome? That's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, (laughs) I think, okay, well, one thing for me is like my, in my current relationship, which has now been six and a half years, um, I so at first I was very difficult. You can ask my partner and he will tell you I was difficult because I had like walls built up and he would he would say, you know, I was trying to break down your walls and get through to you and get you to open up to me, but you, you know, I was very hesitant to do that and it was just cuz, you know, I was very very just afraid in so many ways. Like I just didn't want repeats of certain things. I didn't want to get like I you know, I felt very easily triggered when it comes to certain things. And there's still a couple things that will still trigger me now even, you know, 8 years, 7 whatever, 7 8 years later um from that that past relationship. But he was very patience and I think that is something that I'm very grateful for especially in those beginning years because I really needed that patience Mm -hmm. um and from that point on just also you know being there and being like an uh, open ear that you know listening to me tell him as difficult as it was for me to tell him and also for him to hear because he was he was obviously upset like you know really angry to even Mm -hmm. hear that somebody would have ever like done those things to me but um the vulnerability is what helped it's hard it's hard and i like Mm. i struggle with that a lot like just being vulnerable and opening up like because there is a difference between opening up surface level you can just tell people certain things but then there's things that are obviously very difficult for anybody Mm -hmm. you know we all have things that are difficult to speak uh, speak about and i struggle with those things a lot because i'm just i'm not necessarily an open book Mm -hmm. Uh, it's really hard for me to talk about things more times and i just i choose not to which is why even with like the situation like this it took me a very long time to kind of heal from it but because again I didn't talk to anybody about it of course I can say in a sense that vulnerability was also a problem for me but more so like taking back my control this person having all the control over my life I can tell you the the year that I was single in 2019 was the (laughs) most fun I had in my entire life I I know right I wasn't allowed to go out to parties I wasn't allowed to go out to events I wasn't allowed to interact with my friends the way that I would have liked so now throughout 2019 I got to reconnect with all the people 
people that I really care about. Go out and do things. I went to my like first fete where I had fun, you know? <laughs> I wasn't, you know what this guy did? A side note that made me really mad. We went to Carnival Kingdom one year. And right before Matchel got on stage, he said, let's go home. I'm tired. So I, I didn't I, get to see why? him. I was so I mad. I stayed by myself. Right? I'm sure you could have found Ooh, people to I keep was, you company. Right? I was so <laughs> mad. And it was that sense of control. I want to go where I want to go. Yeah. And, exactly. you know, I want you to be there with me. And I want you to enjoy your time. I don't want you but to be there But if you sour. don't want to be here, it doesn't go. mean that I'm not... It doesn't mean I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. And... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's okay. It's just taking back that sense of control. That was what yes. helped me rebuild with with my current partner. Where, you know, I I don't need to rely on him for everything. Uh, he, but he's always there for me regardless. He wants to be there. Yeah, I 100% I agree with you. And I think for me, I mean, now going on six years with my partner, you know, like we have a family together. We have a son together. And I think that what it was for me is just like what you said just being able to have that independence like that's very important to both of us where we can just we can do we can breathe Mm -hmm. like we can do things with each other and we can do things without each other you know we have a very clear understanding of of when we need space and when we we should be together and for me i really became an independent woman like when i left and i met my partner we again like what you said tiara we had that vulnerability where we were able to talk about it but also he was able to understand my experiences and i was able to grow and i was able to just live my life and understand that even though we're together we're two separate people and we still have two separate lives and and that gave us like the strength to trust each other and you know, like, we, we don't even have each other's passwords. Like, we don't check each other's phone. Okay. I've never I've never once done that in almost seven years. We don't do that at all. Yeah, I have like, no I, desire don't, I, to. I don't care. Like, you know, like, yeah. I'm a strong believer in what's in the dark will always come to the light. But I have same, no worries. Same, like, same. I have no worries and I have no fears. And I think that's one of the best feelings. Yeah. Where you actually can be in a relationship and you don't have to worry. Like, your biggest worry is, like, where are we going to go for dinner? Like, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, we're, we're not perfect, you know? We're, we're absolutely not perfect. Like, we have a lot that we need to work on. Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes to the foundation, like, we when we came into the relationship, we understood ourselves a lot more than who I was when I was dating other people. So, yeah, for me, that's one of the biggest things and a positive note. Just to wrap up, I think that I'm, I'm glad, like, we were all able to have this conversation. I think this really sets up future conversations that we can have about this and deep dive into questions that our audience want us to answer about relationships and what that looks like for us and why it's a positive space to be in you know talking about this whether it was a negative experience or what it might be just talking about it and opening up about it really opens a lot of doors for all of us absolutely i agree as well um i'm still <laughs> no, i'm still i'm still a little anxious right now yeah like, but it, um, it was like, it was heavy we're gonna go eat right now so you know yeah like, so we'll, all we'll, the feel, way we'll feel better but i think i do agree that it's there's so many benefits in sharing things and um it's just you know it's crazy the type of comfort that you can find not in you know i'm glad to know that we've all had these experiences <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate that we've had such experiences but it's always it's reassuring. also reality yeah right? it's, it's reality, reality but yeah. it's reassuring to know that you haven't been completely alone in something because it's so easy mm-hmm. to feel like you're alone when you're going through things so thank you everybody for listening we are excited please follow our podcast please Listen, share it with your family, share it with your friends, and we will be back. Let us know your thoughts, too. We really want to know that too. the feedback and your thoughts. Um, and you know, and if questions that you guys have. You know, send us your questions, DM us. We do reply. We do read them all. And if you guys want to say bye, we'll head out and thank everybody for listening. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye.